Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Evening, gents. Good evening. Good evening. Any chart toppers in the house? Any what? Any chart toppers in the house? Oh, I like what you've done there. What about that, by the way? Three seconds it took to bring that up. I know, yeah. I bet, honestly, I bet he's been walk, on his walks around uh, Bolton, grinning like a Cheshire cat. Come on with a bit. Come on with a bit of arrogance, bit of uh, yeah, a little bit. Do you think chip on the shoulder? Yeah, we're going to have to bring you down a peg or two. <laughs> no, but uh, sensational that, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no. Bad. Thanks to everybody who's uh, been leaving Listen. us reviews on iTunes and everything. Number one in the charts, in the sports charts. I'm sure that the rest of them must be on a break. <laughs> Crouchy's on a flipping six month sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not released. He's not released one since before lockdown. Crouchy. No wonder he fucking went above him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of eyebrow gear out there as well. You know, the Five Lives got a couple. The Guardian. You know, talking about the, the inner depths and tactics of, of the game, and we're talking about shitting in shoes, and we're top of top of <laughs> league. Well, it's obviously you've got to give the people what they want, don't you? Who wants exactly. to know about fucking Chelsea's tactics away at West Ham? How <laughs> are we doing? We good? Yeah, yeah really good. good, mate. Good. Looking forward to seeing what we're getting through this lockdown like and hopefully golf courses get back open and boozers. There might be, there might be matches back on if this if this uh, vaccine comes to... Oh, that'd be handy, wouldn't it? Not, not too bothered about watching the football bit, just the... Going and making the, the video and having a bit of crack in it. Yeah. I forgot what it was like to actually socialise with people properly. It's like a pipe dream at the minute, isn't it? But I, I'd, no. I'd personally take just getting back to where we were. You know what I mean? So I can, you, can go to me, you can go to your local, you know what I mean? So you can at least get out and have a bit of, bit of crack in the chat. Yeah. But we broke the back of it now, lads, nearly. Yeah. What we? What we? What we <laughs> two weeks left, is it? I know, yeah. Just have a two weeks left, have we? Then fucking Fingers Christmas. Crossed. Oh, Boxing Day is my day. I like a good, I like a good swill Boxing Day. I've been known to ruin my Christmas dinner before. Plenty of time. Yes, yeah, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. All oh, right, I see. I see. So you're on go over Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah three, no, four not, in the morning, and that bloody not for me. That never had a drink Christmas Eve. I don't think. No. Oh yeah. I found out Santa wasn't real. I went down for a drink. Oh, dude. oh, oh you dude. can't say that. Fucking spite. We might have. What do you mean? We might have some eight-year-old fans. You horrible bastard. I'm bleeping that out. <laughs> Fucking hell, fire. <laughs> bleeping that out. Jesus, you've just, you've just seen Godly put it to 15 huh? charts there. Making <laughs> lives. What do you just say? Making hell. people's lives, breaking people's <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ, Chris. Simbin, give a 30 second Simbin. <laughs> so, if you've got any six or seven year old listeners, 
I don't know what he's on about, the big-nosed one. Sci Fairy Part 2. Excellent. Yeah. Basically, it's just more of the same. It's just Thomas Graveson. Decanio passes the baton to, yeah. to Thomas. Thomas and, Graveson in this And Graveson just on the anchor leg just brings her home, doesn't it? <laughs> he's, almost, he's almost looking at the crowd with an arrogant uh, Usain Bolt-esque <laughs> look of her and Graveson just steams on the, over the winning line. I think if, it, if you go on the, the laughometer, I think I was I found the, the, the second part funnier. The nose and nose for me. Nose and nose. Yeah. They're just as good as each other. A dead heat? Yes. Full to finish. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think obviously, I think everyone, safe to say, everybody really enjoyed last week's. And I've already had messages today saying it, it, that they've just been pissing the pants. Right. Come on. Should we get Sai on? Yeah, we shall, it. mate. We shall. We're back to the start. Should we, should we start? Yeah. Should we start? <laughs> right, that's a Swindon podcast finished. <laughs> Celtic lad, Celtic fan, you must have been proud uh, punch when the call come in. Oh, brilliant. So I was there since I was about 11. Guy Tommy Burns, who's a legend up here, he kind of took me under his wing and uh, signed us when I was 15. And uh, he was, um, we had a, our youth team was full of screwballs, mate. Like a proper wild dressing room. And, uh, I was a year younger than everyone else because I played a year up so I got to leave school early to come in but they'd already been in for like a month or that before so he came and picked me up for my digs and on the, on the way in all he was talking about was like how professional he's like I know you're like a laugh and a carry on he's like but in here it's done properly you're at Celtic now he's like when we're in here to train we're in here to train he says I know I like a laugh and a joke but we need to get better we're here to be Celtic first team players mate honestly I kept going about how professional it was I was like oh fuck's sake right I get it Walking into the dressing room, as we're walking into the dressing room, we could hear like, oh, 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 and I could see his face thinking, I've just gave him this speech, what is going on in here, mate? <laughs> Open the dressing room door and Michael Gardine has got Gary Fraser bent over on the physio bed naked, pretending a horse and doggy still. <laughs> and all the boys are like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and he just looked at me and he went, just forget everything I just fucking said. <laughs> I'm full of shit. <laughs> but it was brilliant, mate. We had a mix of... An amazing youth team full of fucking funny boys and then older pros who were amazing, mate. Like Sutton, Thompson, Lennon, Hartson. Funny, funny guys, man. Like, see what us, ruthless to us, mate, but doing it in your best interest, you know yeah. what I mean? Also had a funny side, like, Big Sutton, if you were hand, you had to go hand out the mail and Big Sutton back, like, you better get fucking used to that, son. You'll be doing that next year. You'll be a posting next year. <laughs> and he's like, see, and see when you're working, in, he's like, you, you're shit. See when you're working at McDonald's next year. Make sure you give my kids extra chips and their happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> Some people will crumble. Yeah. But the first was, thing, like him says that. Uh, but, so they, they were on you, mate. Like, so I used to stand and watch your reserve team training. And uh, he'd just be standing and he'd look in and the reserve man be like, all right, Chris. And he'd be like, you're wasting your time with that lot, Kenny. They're all shit. <laughs> they just walk off. <laughs> See, I, I would never have him done as I've been crap. Oh, mate, something was the funniest. Was it? Yeah. Really funny, mate. Really funny. What a player as well, eh? What a player. Yeah. Uh, Hartson was funny. Yeah. Uh, see if you put a ball into Hartson and it wasn't at his head, he just boot it away. <laughs> so the ball. I've, I've, I've scored fucking 200 goals in my head. Why are you kicking it to my feet? 
<laughs> he I told us yesterday that he was good with his feet, yeah, didn't he? He preferred it with his feet. <laughs> but, he was, but they were, mate, they were brilliant with seeing terms of like, but like, there's a few quid. How are you getting on? Are you struggling yeah. with There's a few quid. Like, Lenny would slaughter you, mate. Neil Lennon could be ruthless with you. I used to pray the night before training that I wasn't on his team. They were the line, mate. I'd sit and pray to God eh, that I wasn't <laughs> on Lenny's team because he could be so ruthless with you. But then he would like pull you aside and he'd be like, fucking good player. Why, why are you being so sloppy? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's proper. Yeah. That's gone for football now, mate. Yeah. That's why I've seen when I went time. to Swindon, Brownie. That's why it was a piece of piss for me, because eh? they boys were the same. But Billy and Jonathan Douglas, oh my god, the most ruthless guy in the world. I played centre mid with him, but it was a breeze to me, mate, because eh? I trained with, like Sutton and Lennon, and so it stood. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Spoke about that loads of times. Do you know, like getting used to it. They're yeah. just getting the young lads used to it. But yeah. used to what it's going to be like. Jubri was saying about Dennis Wise. He, he was a bully. Right. He never. Yeah. You know what? When you said Lennon would pull you and say you're a fucking good player. Yeah. That, that's all right. You, you don't mind that as a as a young lad. But it's when they don't and they just cane you every single day. Yeah. That's when it gets too much. Uh-huh, that's too you've much. Got, yeah, 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 do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's definitely. When you too think much. It's, it's fucking personal, it's just, just digging it's a little the out. Yeah. Why do you think that is so? Jake, sometimes they're scared of somebody getting their place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what, yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. See, they boys me like they would come and watch youth team games now. You'd be playing mate, and the half the first team would be standing watching you. Brilliant man. Bellamy used to come and watch youth team all the time. Top man, mate. Because they would play on a Saturday afternoon, we'd play on a Saturday morning. Their training ground was right next to the stadium. So, mate, we'd be playing on a Saturday and like six or seven of the first team players would be standing, didn't stand and watching us play. Yeah. And they'd speak to you about the... That's classic, And we'd go and work at the game after it, like pick up their boots and they would talk you through what you'd done in the game and stuff like that. Did you have like, to they, graft? They, oh, we had to graft, mate. Uh-huh. Dirty uh-huh. underpants, boots. <laughs> like, see, Tom and Sutty is another story. Me and my mate were cleaning boots one day. I don't know his name, but he's an ugly wee bastard. <laughs> and I was an ugly, I Why are you pointing at me when you said that? You were cleaning the boots. Looks like him. Looks like him. <laughs> and uh, you were cleaning the boots, and Sutty always used to come in late. He's always looked tired, and you had to walk past the boot room to get into the changing room. And he, he's looking, and he looks, what was he doing? Somehow, come and fucking see how ugly these two kids are. And Tom, Tom would come through that. Oh, yeah. Saying it, yeah, two ugly bastards, man. You two are ugly bastards. <laughs> you better make it in football because you've got fuck all chance of getting stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Just, but then that made you make me feel like they yeah. like us, man. Yeah, they yeah. want yeah. And see, Tom and Sutton, mate, one day they came in, they knew I liked my gear and stuff like that. Big bag, Armani clothes. But, like, stuff that they'd been given they didn't want. They're like, here you go. There That's you go, fucking lad. brilliant, man. Take that. Me and my brother, I took home to Dundee, me and my brother, like that, with our money gear on, on about Dundee. <laughs> you know, I bet you were kings, were you? Kings, mate, honestly. King size. King size, that in his arm, man. Thinking I'm Billy Peter. <laughs> the thing is, that'll help yous, you young lads, when you go and train with them, because you won't feel it. Won't, you won't feel like there's that much of a gap between. You know, when some, I was saying to you the other day, that when you go and train with the first team, you feel like a stranger. Yeah. You, you just hide. But if you feel like you've got a decent relationship with the first team, yeah, you go over there and express yourself. Uh, you know what I mean? No, like, we done, we did the boxes. And I think Mikey, my mate Mikey, not made Hart some one day. And Hart, like, and everyone was going, oh! oh no. But mate, like, I thought Big John's going to crack you, but Big John was actually a fair play, son. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so if I'd done that, that to Mick Harford, he'd have booted me up and done the pitch. <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't mind, eh? And like, Aidan was, uh, Aidan McGeady tells a great story, mate, with Lenny. He's like, ah, for one of my first sessions, where the first time I get the ball, Lenny comes through as I pop it through his legs. And Lenny cracks. He's like, who the fuck do you think you are not making me up here your first day of training? And uh, so Ed is like, I was shite myself. And he says, Alan Thompson came running over to the street. He went, he went, 500 quid if you make him again. I'll give you 500 quid if you make him again. And then Larson pulled him. He's like, why don't you not make him? He says, if you want to not make him, fucking not make him. That's that, that first team were like that, mate. But they would, they, that was like a proper team, mate. Like they were so competitive. 
if you went up there and you won the den it would tell you like like yeah. you need to get up to the standard quick otherwise you'll not be here for long so there was always a lesson in it but it was yeah. what an upbringing mate, honestly see between between the coaches the older pros and the youth team that we had upbringing was amazing what but, age were you when you getting training in, in and around first team I think I was 17 when I first started yeah. training the first team. Like, I was quite good when I was younger, mate, and then I got shit after <laughs> uh, and, like They gave me a new four-year, four-and-a-half-year deal at 17 I signed. Training with the first team every day, and then I fucked my ankles out for two-and-a-half years. Yeah. And then uh, Tony Mowbray came in, and that was when I got back fit. And we went to Australia for pre-season. And uh, we played a game in Australia, and I was fucking about, and he came up to me before the game, and he went, what's your problem? And I was like, what? He's like, do you, do you think football's a laugh and a joke? Do you think it's a... He says, if you carry on like this, you'll be working next year. He says, you need to fucking grow up. And I was like, ah, wow. That's the only person that actually ever fucking said that to us, eh? Yeah. So we got yeah, back yo. to Australia. Did you change? Nah. <laughs> nah, I did <laughs> for like, I, I did for like three weeks. And then I got moved to Swindon and they were on nuts. So I ended up back in the whole <laughs> boat. But so it was him that kind of says to me, like, you need to go and grow up. And he put us on loan to Swindon for a year. But then when I came back from Swindon on loan, uh, when I was away, Danny Wilson was like, we've got to sign you, we'll give you a three-year deal, double your money. So I was like, I got an interview in the paper down there, and I was like, ah, like, there's no way I'm going back to Celtic, no chance, I'm staying here. So I go back to Celtic after doing really well that year, and I think, oh, Lenny will have like, a hero's welcome for me here. First day, mate, in his office, him, Alan Thompson, Johan Mielby, Gary Parker. Mate, I've never been so close to crying, eh? So close to crying in football, they slaughtered me, man. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Never fucking disrespect this club, you'll fucking do what we tell you. He's like, you're coming to America anyway pre-season. So you can forget about fucking Swindon. You're coming to America with us. It was like a three-week trip, mate, on U2's private jet, though. So I was buzzing, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we travelled about in U2's private jet. And Lenny's the best manager ever, mate. Like, I loved under him. It was only that short space of time, but training was brilliant. The games, you just proper honest with you. And then there was always a night out at the end. So we get a night out. And uh, he's like, everyone going buy a new clobber for it. That, see, like they sort of stuff. Everyone had to go out and buy themselves an outfit. Went for a meal. But next thing you know, mate, we're all steaming, right? And uh, I'm 21 year old, and uh, I'm sitting across from Lenny, pouring pints over my head, pour a pint over my head, and uh, by Charlie McGrew, he always he's like what Billy Painter was to Sean Morris and Charlie McGrew's like that to me. <laughs> so there was a guy in the team called Mark Crossass. Who Crossass could be a bit busy, right? So Charlie's at, we had like pepperoni pizzas on the table, and Charlie's like that to me. Go and hit cross ass with a bit of pizza. And I was like, nah, I can't, man. The gaffer's there. He's like, the gaffer, I'm not kidding. Just do it. Mate, I picked up a pepperoni pizza, right? A bit. And I went, I was probably fair where you're sitting. I went, fuck you. <laughs> but just at that moment, mate, cross ass has done that. And sitting behind cross ass is the Nike sponsor for Ireland who did flew over to, be, to come on a tour with us, mate. Slow motion, mate. I'll never forget <laughs> a pepperoni pizza off a Nike sponsor. <laughs> 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 mate, and just a bit. Slide, slide, slide in it. Like, oh, <laughs> you just do slide. it, just do it. So, mate, the night goes for bad to worse. My best mate, Paul McGowan, that one I was telling you about in the boot room, I think he tried to stick the nut on the captain, Scott Brown. Like, we were steaming, mate, steaming. And uh, we were going up to boys in the first team, like, how the fuck do you play in the first team? You're shite, hopeless. Don't know where we got where we got the ball to, mate. But <laughs> we end up getting back to the hotel, and I'm acting the fool again, and uh, Lenny's like, get to your bed. And I was like, no, nah, no going to my bed. Like, get to your bed. I was like, no, nah, no going. I can't remember this, mate. I'm steaming at the time. So Alan Thompson gets up and me and Tom will end up rolling about the floor and uh, I think I ripped his shirt. It was like a Prada shirt, mate. Ripped it. New one and all. <laughs> New one, mate. They just bought it for a <laughs> 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 six hours. 
So, mate, we wake up the next day. I think me and Gilsy were sharing the same room. You know that time, you know that when you wake up the next day with the fear and there's just like eight faces looking at you like that? <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, you're like, what is it? But they never told us. They're like, you two had a shocker last night. <laughs> I was like, oh no, what did I do? So, me and Gilsy, they wouldn't tell us. So, me and Gilsy went and did a breakfast. As we're going down, there's other boys at the table like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then the old kit man comes over so he's the best guy ever he's like a, a legend he was in the Lisbon Lions that won the European Cup and he was he liked me and Gilser because we had a bit about ourselves <clears throat> he's like if I'm going to give you any advice used to I'd get up to the manager's room now and apologise we were like oh no man what have we done so getting the lift mate the lifts never went so slow no, man. I was like, <laughs> no recollection whatsoever no recollection mate steaming eh so I chapped his door and he's like I take it that's used to and we were like and he's like fuck off there's a meeting later. We'll get you there. That was the worst thing, mate, oh, all day. No. And nobody would tell us what we'd done. So they were just killing us, the boys. That night, there's, we have lunch, have dinner. Never even done it before dinner, mate, so couldn't even enjoy our dinner. <laughs> Kangaroo court after dinner. Lenny, Tomo, Scott Brown, the captain. I think there was somebody else. What we didn't know is, loads of people had done bad things that night. So you had like a list of people <laughs> that had done something. I think Joe Ledley was constantly slaughtering Lenny's gear. <laughs> Other stuff like that. And he went, right now for the last two. Ferry and McGowan up, he's got, reads off the rap sheet, fucking pizza in face, <laughs> pouring pints out his head. Gows are stick to that, I stick to the captain. And he says, has anyone else got anything to add to this? So boys are just putting their hand up and just making shot, shit up, <laughs> just to kill us, do you know what I mean? And, uh, but that's just, that's how good Lenny was, mate. He's like, all right, it's up to you, you could take a, a week's wages, fine. Or you can wear that mankini for the rest of the day. So me and Gows are stuck in the fucking man. <laughs> we're jumping about the hotel for the for the rest of the night. That was, that was what that was what was so good about Lenny. And then when I left to go to Swindon, he's like, ah, never change, never change who you are. He says, I know I was fucking mad at you and stuff like that. He says, but that sort of character's what get you through yeah. through football. So he was a he was brilliant. Class mate. as well, really good. Uh, good days, mate. Honestly, what a time brilliant. I had. Brilliant man. Do fucking you hope us on the pitch, but amazing <laughs> times. Enjoyed well, it. Do you think if it weren't for your ankle injury, you'd have gone on and played? That Celtic quite regular? Nah. To be honest, mate, nah. Like, the standard at that time was a joke. I remember sitting on the bench, right, and it was Mark Krosas, Neil Lennon, and Petrov. And one of the... Uh, Petro, uh, Krosas got injured, so I was the next sub to go on. But the game petered out and nobody got injured. So that next Monday, I'm thinking, right, I've only got Lennon or Petrov to get injured. And I'm fucking in. I'm in here, I'll be playing. And then the next day, mate, turn Sky Sports News on, Celtic signed Roy Keane. <laughs> and you're like what oh, the well. fuck do you know what I mean and then Roy Keane back came to in fourth. back to fourth and then Kroos yeah. gets fit you're back to fifth but nah I don't think I was never good enough mate to be honest no. like, they were top top players see Petrov mate for a sentiment I was like that mate 5 foot 8 skin and bone couldn't shoot couldn't header it Petrov could do everything mate and he was a unit fucking 6 foot what animal. could you do just keep the ball. <laughs> pop, pop it about five yards in. <laughs> that was it. I thought, I, I don't know Rose who I thought I thought. Rose is from do. But like, see, Jonathan Douglas, he taught me a lot about playing centre midfield. But Dougie was ruthless, mate. Like, and like, see, see, Vad came in after the game, he was like, you're fucking shite today. I loved that though, mate. And then see, after the game, if you played well, he'd come up to go, it's a fucking pleasure to play with you today. See, that's, that, that's what yeah. we, if, if you've got, if you get both, yeah, yeah. It, it, you don't mind the balance, don't mind, you? You you don't the, mind balance. the shit because there's so many that'll just tell you if you if you shit, yeah, and won't tell you the other thing. And you think, fuck off, man. It's just being a decent human being. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's you know it. Right? Being normal, really, yeah. isn't it? It's but also try nice to teach fella. people lessons as well. Do you know what I mean? About life, not just football, about life. And mm. but I, I always think like I didn't learn much for coaches. Eh, 
I always think I learned football for players. Yeah, yeah watching it. and playing with. We Paul, like you had Lambo, mate. Lambo played reserves with us at 35 year old, right? Wouldn't the warm up, he'd sit with a cup of tea, his boots untied, watch us warming up, he'd sit in the stand, have a cup of tea, come back in, put his boots on, come out, and he'd, before every game he got out here, just watch me today. He says, You'll learn there in this 90 minutes, and you've learned yeah. six years of coaching. And it was me, I used to sit on the bench in the reserves, watch Paul Lambert play, and think, Right, fucking try and do that. Are you, looking up, are you looking up to most in that Celtic squad as a young lad? Lambert and Lennon, mate. Yeah. Lennon was brilliant with me, because eh? uh, I was kind of so, similar sort of positions, like defensive midfielder, couldn't really run the same as him, and Lennon was really good. Like, just wee things like, mate, how you receive it with your body, and it's like, if somebody comes in, you get the fucking elbow. <laughs> like, you never get taught that to coaches, mate. Eh? Yeah. Like, coaching's all about, like, passing drills, and but Lennon would teach, like, the, the proper side of football, mate. Eh? So yeah. that's why when I went down to League One as well, I think, because I wasn't like most physical, but they be things that they taught you. It fucking stood you in good stead going away to like Aki and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? What would it like being a Celtic player in the city then, as a nineteen-year-old lad? You must have oh. done. And uh, obviously, we've spoke about you being a bit of an ugly bastard. But <laughs> <laughs> you must have done all right with the women, eh? Um, what it, what it that? Because obviously you're you, in his head now. He's doing yeah, that. I, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke about our, obviously uh, our massive footballers up here. Yeah. Were you a bit of a big-time bastard around the city, or nah? Well, wait. Like, we just used to get the first team stragglers, mate. Yeah. Because so the, the first team were it all the time. I used to get the reserve stragglers. <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, so our schedule for me, it was mental, right? We would play on a Tuesday afternoon in the reserves. You'd be off Wednesday. So we'd go out, we'd play Tuesday, go out Tuesday night. Get, you train Thursday, Friday. Friday would be a doing. So you train in the morning and then on a Friday afternoon, we had a, our reserve team manager was proper old school as well. Great guy, Kenny McDowell. Every Friday afternoon, you had to do 300 metres on the rower in a minute. And then you had to do 600 metres in 2 minutes 15. And then you had to do 1,200 metres in 4 minutes 45 to get your weekend off. We didn't do it, you had to do it again until you get there. So you could be sitting there to fucking 6 o'clock at night, mate. That's the thing with that, though, isn't it? But his character building as well, mate. He'd sit with the stopwatch and he's thinking about that. He'd be in your ear while you're going back. You're not fucking (laughs) 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 there. Mate, honestly, I've never... I was only a wee fat guy, mate. So I was at fucking beetroot. But then if you got that, you were off Saturday, Sunday. So we'd be at Friday night, Saturday night as well. So you'd be out Tuesday, Friday, Saturday in Glasgow... And the best thing about it was that one of your best mates was Aidan McGeady, who was playing in the first team. So, like, all the birds would come over at him because he was in the first team, and then we would just kind of try and take just loiter. Head, just <laughs> loiter, mate, and try and get the, get the cast off there. But we also signed a guy from Iceland who was gorgeous, mate. He's the gorgeous. most handsome guy you've ever met. If you want a few shagging stories, he's your man. He had a penthouse in the tune. See, like, like, paid good money for him to get him over here, gave him a penthouse in the tune. I think he had a party in his house five nights a week, mate. He'd come in after, he, he, mate, he would drink, like, mate, he came over here teetotal. Oh, I've seen a few of them. Uh, and we turned him into a total alky, and he'd come in like, a Friday, we'd all be sitting in our house, and he'd be like, reeking at a vodka, he's like, yeah, I just got like, three girls up to my house last night, with vodka, and he was a total hero, mate. What was his name? Theo, uh, Teddy Bjarnason. Well, this, well, this pen, I was flat big enough to ever play golf in, was it? <laughs> oh, mate, the penthouse was a joke, honestly, you could have, a big fo- man. A four ball. <laughs> but he was a hero, Teddy Bjarnason, so, nah, we were out constantly, eh? constant. But now, like, what? Aiden said that on your podcast, mate, like, see all this about going out affecting you. I remember Aiden being out Saturday night and then playing in Champions League on a Tuesday and ripping it up. Yeah. So, I think it's a load of shite. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm As a, a younger lad. As a I younger lad, how you can do it, yeah. Thomas Graveson around. That's <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Again, mate, see, I don't know how Celtic managed it, eh? There just seemed to be characters coming in at the door constantly. Yeah. So, we're, uh, we're in it. 
think so. Like the big names had left at that point: Sutton, Larson, Thompson, and uh, Lenny and stuff like that had left. So, mate, we're hearing that Thomas Gravison signing for Celtic, man. We are buzzing, eh? Because obviously you heard about the stories about. Did Madrid. he come from Everton? Mate, he oh. came from Real Madrid to Celtic. Yeah. Jesus. Could not believe it, right? So we're in the we're the pool room, the reserves. The first team wouldn't come anywhere near that. Just leave the scumbags in the, in the pool room, right? He comes bouncing through, mate. Morning, lads. <laughs> we're like, the fuck? Who's this? <laughs> he's like, what is this? And we were like, it's pool, mate. And he's like, oh, give us a game. Grab the cue off somebody, mate. And even if he got beat, he'd stay on. No, nah, off you get, lad. It's like, no, Tommy, what else stays on? Like, he's like, fuck off, lad. I'm staying on. And see if you got a cheeky one, mate. He just grabbed you. He was the strongest man in the world. He'd get you in a chokehold. Why are you on the floor, mate? While the other reserves are just going about their normal day-to-day life. And he'd be like talking to you. While you're, you're, you're right, lad. Your face is going a bit purple there. <laughs> mate, I'm not talking too much. I'm talking to other boys who've left to go for training. And you and him are still lying on the floor in front. He's got you in a hold. I'm like, Tommy, we've got, we've got training. He's like, don't care, lad. So anyway, then you'd get up to training, right? Quite quickly, he fell out with the manager. Because the manager would say to him, stay in the middle of the pitch, Tommy. Don't run at the fullback. Don't run now? wide. He would just run anywhere, mate. What it was signed him? Gordon Stratton. Gordon Stratton. So, Gordon Stratton had a thing where young lads would go on a Friday and play the first team, as you use if, if you've had it. So, you're doing there, right? You want to impress the manager. This might be your only chance to see him seeing you for the full week. And, like, mate, it would blow your mind, right? So, he would be playing centre mid for the first team. I would be playing centre mid for the jobbies. And like the, the ball would be up that end of the pitch and I would go to run by him, mate. And the manager's like watching this full thing for the side and he would just get me in a headlock, mate. While, and I'm running trying to chase the ball <laughs> and he's got me in a headlock. He's like, where are you going, lad? <laughs> right? So then, Gordon Strachan's obviously had enough of this. He gets moved to the reserves permanently, mate. I think he's on like 40 grand a week. Uh, you've had first team players come to the reserves raging, ain't they? Yeah. Mate, not this guy. Loved it. <laughs> Morning, lads! <laughs> We play pool today, yeah? <laughs> we used to watch him coming in in his motor at Celtic Park. He'd drive in his car and he'd be ruffling about his boot. And we'd be thinking he'd be looking for his boots or something, mate. He went and bought a pool cue. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he went and bought like a thousand pound pool cue, mate. And all he would talk about was pool, right? So he's now in the jobby team shaping up against the first team. So we're doing set pieces. Like we're the, the team we're playing on the, on the Saturday. We've got the bibs on. And like Gordon Stratton would be talking like 10 yards away from you. And you're obviously wanting him to know that you're listening to him. And Tommy would be like, to you, are you going to play pool with me, lads, when we get fucked up? <laughs> and I'm like, Tommy, you're killing me here, man. <laughs> the manager thinks I'm not listening to what he's saying because you're asking me if I'm going to play pool. So see when he was training with the reserves, Tommy, right? This is no word I lie. We used to play young v old. And uh, see if, like, so we are playing, the ball goes in. And Tommy would sprint every time he conceded a goal. He'd sprint at the net and grab the ball. And he'd like walk back up to the centre side. <laughs> what, like Kez? Like Kez. Like Kez. Like my door, my door basically, right? <laughs> we'll start again, lads. Nil, nil. <laughs> and we're like, Tommy, fuck off, it's 3-0. <laughs> mate, that was the sort of stuff he would do. He's like, no, no, no. No, no, we're starting again. <laughs> he was a total hero, mate. Eh? Like, Why did Strachan fuck him off then? It couldn't have been just for getting you in a headlock. But... It just wouldn't have listened, mate. Eh? Like everyone called the gaffer gaffer. And we'd all be in a room and uh, at breakfast and he'd, the gaffer would walk in and Tommy like would, wouldn't even like I wouldn't even be like going up to him and saying it. He'd sit and go, Morning Gordon <laughs> Morning Gordon And you're like, Tommy, what are you doing, man? 
<laughs> he was just he was just a hundred mile an hour mate. what a guy see if you like see if I went at him with that 3-0 game I'd be like fuck off Tommy it's 3-0 us stop moaning lad go and work in Sainsbury's if you're not happy <laughs> but mate what a player honestly oh, what man. a football player we used to play head tennis he's the best head tennis player I've ever seen in my life <laughs> he was so funny like we played morning god eh? <laughs> <laughs> we played uh, Albion Rovers like which it's like the lowest team in Scotland and like first team players wouldn't want to play in this game and we'd, he'd sit watching like the canteen the reserve team canteen and Willie McStay would come in who was the reserve team manager and he'd be like Right, lads, we're playing Albion Rovers tomorrow, Tommy. You, you don't. What do you mean I don't need to play? I'm playing, lad. I'm coming. <laughs> Can't wait. Centre mid, I'm on corners, penalties, free kicks. So I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing centre mid, Tom. And he would just wonder me. I, I think this is why he obviously didn't play for the first team, mate. Like. So I'd go and get the ball for the right back, and I'd open up to try and just bounce it off my midfield, mate. And he'd be standing away on the left wing. He's <laughs> he just run a bit with the chest like that. Pass it here, lad. And I was like, Tommy, you're meant to be playing centre midfield with me, man. You're killing me here. <laughs> and he would like shout back here, if you can't play centre mid on your own here, lad, how are you ever going to play for Celtic? <laughs> <laughs> He'd just be screaming, mate. Honestly, like, he, went, mate, he came on a pre-season tour of Ireland with the reserves. Asked to come for two weeks. Like, who does that, mate? First team player. Played for Real Madrid. We were playing like Dundalk, Derry, like, Derry City or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Derek Reardon came once. Deeks was another guy that had been bombed for the first team. Deeks was like bothered, man. What ability? It was unbelievable. Like the things they two day would do in reserve team training, mate, was like Man United standard. Eh? One day we were playing this game, and because Tommy used to wander out to the left wing, Willie McStay's like, ah, like I'm going to stick him at left wing, man. Like, and maybe if I stick him out there, he might come back into centre midfield. I don't know, but we'll see what happens. So uh, we had Riordan on one wing, and we had Gravison on the other. This is near word I lie, right? Tommy Gravison gets the ball and he's like, ah, this is why the game's going on. He's like holding his guy off. He's like, Deeks, go wide, lad. <laughs> so Deeks is up one side of the pitch and Tommy zinged the ball over at him, right? Deeks just took a touch and Tommy's like, zing. And they, mate, they just zinged balls to each other. <laughs> like five times over each other and then they started playing. But they used to, they were both obsessed with Call of Duty. <laughs> so we'd come down for, for breakfast in the morning in Ireland. We'd be sitting at breakfast and uh, like Deeks would be like, ah, ah, me and Tommy were up to like, three in the morning playing Call of Duty. I got so many kills. Then he would bounce and he's like, you're not doing it justice, Deeks. Tell him about my kill. And Deeks was like, oh yeah, Tommy like stabbed something. I think he loved stabbing people on the shoulder. <laughs> of course he did. But mate, he wasn't happy just telling you. Somebody would be used as, as a mannequin. He'd be like, no, come here, lad. This is what happened. I'm hiding behind this thing. He's standing. I grab him. He's like... One of the young boys would be grabbed and he'd be like, and then I just, and, he, and the young boys like, Call of Duty. Mate, this could be an outrageous statement, but I think he was like number three in the world on Call of Duty. He was supposedly unbelievable at it. But what a guy, mate, honestly, like the nicest guy ever. He took us to, took us out of the pictures to watch the the Batman movie. Remember with the Joker, Heath Ledger? We were all sitting in a cinema, mate. He goes and sits in the front row on his own big butt. You just see him laughing at every scene. <laughs> and then, see, after that, <laughs> he's building up, mate. We are just watching him laughing. And uh, after that in training, if anyone, like, moaned or anything, or, like, was angry about, why so serious, lad? He thought he was a joker, mate. Like, he acted like the joker. For <laughs> he thought he was the joker. <laughs> what a guy, mate, honestly. <laughs> We've had so many good stories on the podcast about him, mate. Brilliant, man. He's done all right now as well, hasn't he? 
think he's a millionaire, isn't he? Yeah, but mate, hundreds, I think. If you're trying to get him to come on and do something for us, and uh, the guy I dealt with, go away, he phoned him, he's like, tell Simon to stop telling lies about me, lad. Because <laughs> <laughs> Aidan McGeady said that um, him and Tommy lived next to each other, so they would share a car in. And uh, Tommy's like, I him, why don't we buy a car, lad? And Aidan's like, well, why don't I just take my car in one day and then you take your car in? He wanted to buy a car to share. <laughs> and Aidan's like, right, what do you want to get? And he's like, I've seen a Bugatti, lad. Do you want to go half as on a Bugatti? <laughs> For a, run, runner, a runner car. For a runner. And it's Shelly Park, he's wanting to buy like, a Bugatti. Um, what was that story? And Aidan says, so Aidan's like, ah, the, oh, the first team are in the dressing room. And he's like, ah, Tommy, tell... Uh, I think Tommy told Aidan in the car on the way in about the car, this car he had at Real Madrid, like a supercar. And uh, he's like, Tommy, tell the lads about the car you had at Real Madrid that you were telling me about. And Tommy's like, don't know what you're talking about, lad. And Aidan's like, no, you were just fucking telling us in the car. Like, tell the boys that. You're lying, lad. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so Aidan leaves the dressing room. Tommy comes in after him. Aidan's like, what, what was that all about? He went, I deny everything, lad. I don't, I don't tell anyone my stories. I deny everything. He's like, you've just made us look like an asshole in front of the boys, lad. But that's how... He was st- mate, see stuff like this, right? This was a, a guy who'd been at Real Madrid. I think he was like 32 when he came to say like. So we're training in the reserves. At the reserves, you need to go past the first team pitch, doing a wee hill, and then there's two pitches that the reserves would train on. So we'd be training <clears> on this pitch, and then like Tommy would see like the reserve, the, the reserve physio and an injured boy walking down the hill. So while he sees this, like while training's going on, mate, he'd go and hide in the, there was like a bush around the outside of the pitch. Tommy would just patch training off, go and sit, like hide in the bush. Knowing that the physio would be coming to run around the pitch with the injured guy. As if the physio and the injured guy were running around, he'd just jump out and spear them. <laughs> Straight from Real Madrid. Honestly, yeah, it, was like, man. it was like, this guy is unbelievable. The best guy you could ever meet, mate. Never in a bad mood. Always happy. Training with the reserves, mate. And just like having a, living his best life, man. Did he get a look in again in the first time? Or was that him done? That was him done, mate. I think he left shortly after that. But then he... He left, right? So it's Celtic, you got a club suit. He left and then he went and made millions. And we spotted him coming to a Celtic game a year later. Get to his motor, mate, and he's still got the Celtic club suit on. <laughs> <laughs> Pull cue under his arm. Pull cue. Let's waste cotton, Nicky Ball. We play ball. <laughs> oh, mate, see the pool stuff, mate. He used to crack you up, eh? I wonder if he was like that in the first team then. Just. Missing about. Uh, he was, mate. Because so, uh, obviously Aiden, Aiden was in the first team. I was kind of in about the first team bench and stuff like that, so you got to see him. But Aiden tells a story that, uh, like, when Tommy had kind of come towards the end, you could tell he was he was on the bench quite a bit. And uh, Aiden says, uh, Gordon Strang was shouting at Aiden. And Aiden was having a like, go back. And uh, Aiden says, As we are, as Gordon Strang's gone mad, I turn and look, and Tommy Gravison's got the paper up at his face with two holes cut out of his eyes. <laughs> That's sensational. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, man. But even when in the game, like we interviewed Barry Ferguson, and Barry Ferguson says that, uh, like, say like a Rangers game, mate, doesn't get any bigger in terms of rivalry. Everyone's proper serious. Barry Ferguson's like a Rangers icon, mate. He was a captain, leader, angry guy. Barry Ferguson says, never forget it, man. Like first half, I'm running about fucking snarling it. He's like, I'm playing against your mate Gravis, and he comes up. He's like, where's good to go for in Glasgow for food, lad? <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the old firm derby. <laughs> Sensational, isn't it? <laughs> Only him, man. One off. So Total one off. I wonder who like at Real Madrid. I'm going to say, you, you can't see him having Beckham in an headlock, can you? No, I remember he, I he, yeah. remember he flung Rabinho a bit. 
you never seen yeah. that video? Oh, mate, you need to watch he funds Rubinho about the training ground. <laughs> Honestly, like, Rubinho does something to him and Tommy boots him and then they start, Tommy starts battering him on the training ground. Try and get it, mate. He, he, uh, he's unbelievable. There's a video of him on YouTube shouting at Zidane as well. Like, Zidane's like five yards from him and he's like, Zizou! <laughs> Zidane's looking at him like that. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, I think somebody else has told a story that uh, they were doing a cool down abroad one day and they had a pool session and the big guy Stephen Presley he was like well respected up here big centre half set like he'd signed them for hearts he was leading the cool down this is how strong he no, is is he a manager now he was manager of it. Coventry and stuff like that yeah, Carlisle Fleetwood, Fleetwood yeah. as well so six foot three mate a big guy big bulk and this is how strong Tommy was Tommy, Tommy's at the back of the queue supposedly he's like I tell lad I'm going to go and dunk Elvis lads so Tommy, like, under the water, everyone's watching him, going the full way. Comes up just before Stephen Presley and just goes, fuck you. Dunks him under the water, mate. And, like, holds him down for, like, 30 seconds. And he's, like, laughing at all the lads. And then big, he lets him up and Big Elvis is what of a square goal, mate. Was he a black belt in karate or something? I wouldn't surprise Who, Tommy? Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me, mate. Honestly, the strongest man I've ever met. Mate, he used to pin me down. See, if I was cheeky at him, he'd pin you down and you couldn't move it. Not even, like, and he, he wasn't even trying. He was so strong. Did you used to like, be in the gym all the time? Or nah, just... never in the gym. Just in the pool room, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How good's that to like, even if he lost, he wasn't getting off. Yeah. It's uh, next, next. <laughs> oh, a hero, mate, honestly. Easily, <laughs> probably the best guy I've met in football, in terms of a laugh. He sounds, he sounds yeah, incredible. He uh, funny. Oh, that was another one. That's just how, like, so again, he's in the, he's been demoted to the reserves and, uh, so we, I think we had to watch the first team then shape. Or he wasn't even involved, he was on the side of someone, and my mate Paul Cadis was playing right back. And Cadis says, I'll never forget the boys. As the boys getting switched to me, he says, I take my first touch and I look and I can see Tommy lifting up a traffic cone. What a touch, Caddy Lad! Manager of manager. He's my favourite guy. Yeah. Oh, honestly. Yeah. He's straight yeah. in. Not messing about. Yeah, amazing, man. He's gone straight in, my favourite guy. <laughs> oh, honestly. Funny, funny, man. So after your, uh, obviously, you went to Swindon, stayed there per- permanent. How many years did you do? Uh, well, so I was a year on loan and then three years with Swindon. And then? She'd never have left me. Budget was cut, but they still c- c- they gave me an option to leave. But I was going to go to MK Dons with Carol Robinson. Spoke to Carol Robinson through Gary Roberts. Yeah. And uh, they just needed to get rid of Gleeson. They thought Gleeson was going to Wolves. Right. Never ended up happening. And then I was going to go to Fleetwood with Graham Alexander. Went and met him. But I think I was out the night before, mate. And my agent phoned us that morning saying, get yourself down to press. And I think I was a fucking bag of washing going down to the meeting. Yeah, and I, I, I like that, mate. You, could, you, you would have ended up playing me. I'd have been brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how many of their stories we would have had. <laughs> I could have done another couple of podcasts. And then I was going to go to Martin Allen. I was going to go to Martin Allen at Gillingham. Uh, and I went to Yeovil mate on trial they, went, they just got promoted to the championship we dicked them twice that year before I played well we beat them 3-0 and like 4-0 under the canio and uh, Gary Johnson mate phoned us to go to Yeovil and I says to my mates there's one place I'm not going it's fucking Yeovil I hated playing at Yeovil did you know? did you ever uh, play yeah, there? mate it's a graveyard isn't it? Mm. so I went down to Yeovil man and uh, first day in the meeting I, I came for the canio mate who was spot on with everything like he knew every player in the league what they were good at what they were bad at First day in a meeting, mate, Gary Johns is like, we've got a meeting. So I'm sitting in a meeting and he puts, he's like, this is how I want us to play next year. And it's Brazil. He's put up a, like a 40 minute video of Brazil playing, mate. 
<laughs> and it's uh, at Yeovil. At Yeovil, mate. So it's Roberto <laughs> Carlos running up down the left wing, and he's calling him Carlos Alberto. <laughs> I mean, look at Carlos Alberto. Eh? Look at him. And I'm pissing myself, mate. But none of the boys are even laughing. Eh? And I'm like, how are you not finding this funny, mate? Carlos Alberto. <laughs> Like the boys were just a completely different type to what I was used to. <laughs> Gary Johnson was good guy, mate, good guy, but just never worked out. Came back up on my way up the road. And then Portsmouth phoned us that time and says, Fancy come down to Portsmouth, seeing what it's about. My mate was there who I used to go already just trying to get you away as far away from Scotland as possible. Crazy, yeah. Norval, fucking Gillingham, Portsmouth. Because I says to him at the end of that season, I want back up north. Because my missus wanted back up the road. That's why I was going to go to Fleetwood and stuff like that. And then he's like, ah, fucking Portsmouth, man. It's my last option, mate. Finished like fourth in League One that year, playing every game. And fucking signed for Portsmouth in League Two. Who was manager? Guy Whittingham. Right. Who was just a youth team manager, mate. Like, lovely guy, but... We had guys like Dave Conley, mate, who were big personalities. Loved Dave. Brilliant, isn't he? What a player, mate. He could be up there, one of the best players yeah. I've played, eh? What a player he was. You should Kevin Phillips. We used to f- Finish. finishing in that. Unbelievable. Remember it? Small striker. He, he, he must have had about 20 uh, Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I think I know. And Roy Keane used to cane him. So that's why you've had 25 <laughs> clubs. But Dave have a good back. Players. Yeah, he, you know, he, that's what he's like, though, yeah. isn't he? Dave was a hothead, mate. Yeah. I remember him and Patrick Agyeman, right? Argued for the full 15 minutes at half time because Pat called him bruv on the pitch. We were getting beat like 4 1 or something at half time, and I thought, right, we'll come in and we'll talk about tactics. And Dave just stood up and went, Don't you ever fucking call me bruv! <laughs> 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 what did you fucking call me? Bruv! Like that, mate. He was like, I was like, oh. And Pat's like, fucking sit down, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dog, mate. 15 minutes I spent on Guy Witten. I'm like, God, boy, like, lovely guy. He just stood and like, a heart, mate. And I was thinking, like, what the fuck? You need to be doing something. Uh, yeah. You need to be like, shut up, man. Let's yeah. get, get something done. I went through the canyon, mate, who, yeah. if I had a heart, mate, he'd had them both pinned up on the wall. We got beat 4-1 for Oxford on the opening day. Walking back up the tunnel to Franklin Park, and I was expecting, like, a barn name, a fight. I was expecting it to go off. And the manager walked in and shook everyone's hands. And I was like, we've got a struggle here, eh? Yeah. Plus the fact that the players were dog shit, man. Who else was there? <sighs> Signed a lot of boys that I'd never heard of. A lot of young boys. Adam Webster, who's at Brighton now. What a player he was, mate. Danny Hollands, remember him? Rings a bell, yeah. Danny Hollands, good player. Uh, Nicky Shorey, mate. You need to get Nicky Shorey on but here. left back. Played for England, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy, man. <laughs> He'd come in, <laughs> Nicky Shorey would come in, right? Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, I know you were buzzing mean. the fact that he said, is that the left back that you got to <laughs> we'll get it away, weren't it? Nicky Shorey would come in every day, loved a bevy, come in, face beat route, you could tell he'd had a few beers the night before, take his gear off, he'd sit bollock, he's well out, his wee belly hanging over, he'd look at me and go, how the fuck is this pride for England? <laughs> every morning, mate. <laughs> he was a hero, mate, Nicky Shorey. I loved him a bit. I'd have um, thought he'd been sensible. Nah. Just, just by looking at him. Nah, mate, loved it. He, he used to take us out in Essex all the time, mate. Like, pay for all the boys to go out. Top, proper top man. But Jed Wallace, we, we stayed up. Fucking celebrating staying up, mate. We got a day at the races. Jed Wallace was a chirpy boy, like, proper chirpy. But a good player, good lad as well. And on the bus, he was steaming. And he was fucking giving it all sorts. So we, he's bought this fucking proper suit. I think he'd spent like 500 quid on it. Got a nice suit. That was his first suit for the races. So he's doing the front slaughtering somebody. We've cut his arms off his, his suit jacket, mate. So to get into the, the horses, you had to have a full suit on. <laughs> so he's getting off the bus, steaming. He's just got his shirt and tie on. I'm carrying his, it's basically a gilet now, mate. 
<laughs> I'm carrying it, and I'm at, we'll give you, he's, 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 so his son is like, didn't he need your jacket up? He went, never forget his face, mate. He went to put it on at the bouncer. The bouncer's like, nah, mate. I think you had to go sit on the bus for the full day, make sure you have a suit jacket on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I serves him right for being a chirpy wee bastard. But anyway, <laughs> like, they were the types, mate. Good young lads, and then a lot of older boys who weren't good enough, man. And, yeah. mate, we were getting 17,000 a week in League Two, watching dog shit, eh? Fan, the fans are amazing to me. Have you, have you played yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Mate, they never slaughter you. Just the guy with the bell. I fucking leave it out. <laughs> For two minutes, <laughs> mate. I know. We're shite. Stop yeah. ringing that bell, man. There's nothing to ring a bell about. Yeah, 60 <laughs> minutes in now, and all you've done is ring a bell. Come on, <laughs> give me a fucking head in. Enjoying Portsmouth, though. Living, oh, living mate, down Portsmouth, what a place. Yeah. It's like being on holiday. Mate, we'd never train. We'd be sitting in the pub or the, the cafe at like half 11. It'd be like we're getting beat every week. Is this still under Whittingham? This was under Whittingham at the start. And then Richie Barker came in. He was a bit different, like. Richie Barker, striker Richie Barker. Yeah. Brother and Barker. Said he's yeah. Been Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy, you like him. I like Barker, but yeah. I was injured, mate, in my back. Because he would the carry on me. I'd got like two epidurals or three epidurals over his time to play. Of Dr. Miller. Of Dr. Miller <laughs> gave us epidurals, mate. So, when I went to Portsmouth and I wasn't doing the same intensity of training that I'd been under the carry my back was fucked. So I couldn't play. So I'd end up doing my miss. We got burgled as well, early doors. So she went back up the road, mate. I basically had a stag doing Portsmouth for a year. Eh? Like we, I'd be drinking my fans on a Sunday, sitting in the local <laughs> boozer across the Fatton Park. They're brand new with me. Because it was in the paper that I'd been robbed and all that. So they were like, Portsmouth, you've got the wrong eye. It's not like that. Fans were brand yeah. new, mate. Every Sunday, I'd just go and sit with a couple of boys and we'd sit and get steaming all day. So did you miss his move back because of the burglary? Because of the bur- burglary, mate. And we just had a second kid, so she moved back up the road. Fucking brilliant, mate. <laughs> like every night you can go and post with like putting the leather gloves back in your pocket. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it was like. And then Richie Barker came in with Steve Coppel. Did oh, he like, go Legend Steve Coppel. Yeah. But he would only like turn up once a week. And then on a Saturday on a match day. But it was strange because Richie Barker was proper into popping it about. And then Coppel would come up to him more ah, nah, just fuck it in the channel. <laughs> but we were like... Who do you listen to here? Like, I'll be, I agree with Richie Barker, but it's Steve Coppel, he's a, like a bit of a legend, doesn't he? He just wanted us to hit the channel and Richie Barker wanted us to play and it was kind of in between. Were the joint managers, you say? Weird, mate, I couldn't really explain. So Richie Barker was the manager and then the goalie coach was his assistant, but he was always with the goalies, mate, so just like Richie Barker on his own and then Coppel would rock up a couple of times a day and just stand at the side and he'd come over and he'd be like, watch telly last night, like, want to talk to you about the telly? And I'm like... <laughs> What's going on here, man? It was strange, eh? But they no, give you no, different no, no. tactics. Uh, well, I don't know if even Coppa listened to Barker's tactics <laughs> because he was only there one day a week, but he would just be like, we're struggling, get the boy on the channel and then Barker would be like, no, I'll get the boy done and play and it was like, Phew. I don't think the boys knew what they were doing, but like, you can make as much excuses for your coaches, but the players were shit, mate. Yeah. Players were crap. No good enough for, for that. That club is amazing, eh? Fucking yeah, love it's a big old club, club innit? Big old club. But now nah, we just struggled badly and then we stayed up for like, three games to go. But there was time, mate. I thought we're get we're we're gonna get we're gonna be the team that gets Portsmouth put in the conference. I was shitting myself. Imagine being a guy that got Portsmouth put in the conference. We were second bottom. That about, guy. Oh, that guy. About five games to go, mate. We were second bottom in the fucking football league. Then Portsmouth, and then Andy Offord came in. He was good. He's no him, nah. No. He was good. He came in as manager, and uh, but my back was fucked at the time. So he was like, if you want, if you want to go back up the road, then you can get yourself a club on you go. Yeah. So I went inside for Dundee. Were you buzzing with that? Nah, not really, mate. But because she'd had another kid and she wanted me back up the road, so. How old were you? 
Twenty twenty five. Oh, you're that young. Younger, huh? I don't I, that's my biggest regret, mate, that I never stayed down south Because eh? it didn't suit me at all up here. Down south is in the country play football in England. <laughs> Playing football like, in England, yeah. uh, I really enjoyed it, mate. Like see all the teams in the league Because up here it's only ten teams in your league. Yeah. Down there you're playing twenty four. I like mm. that, mate. Like something different and I thought the game didn't suit me a bit more than it does up here. Like it's hundred mile an hour, okay, it's tough up here. I with believe, the Canio especially, mate. I believe you. See, the Canio especially, we were all about keeping the ball, mate. I loved that, eh? Whereas up here, it was like, get it forward, going run off. From, yeah. It's not a basketball match, man. Thing is, MK Dons used to pass us up. I bet you, you, you know, if you went there, me, been perfect. You used to love playing his teams, eh? Because they, they did pop it, didn't they? Oh, I used to hate playing against them. Keep it off you for fun, wouldn't so, it? Them even... and Swansea. Swansea were the worst, mate. Oh, oh who right. was that in the Rogers? Oh, no. Uh, um, there was Martinez. They've done it for years, haven't they? We Martinez. Would just we Britain would just get on it yeah. with Leon Britain and just pop yeah. it a bit. You got fucking Harry, uh, not Harry Monk, Gary Monk. <laughs> <laughs> you got <laughs> Gary Monk, Gary Monk. Uh, uh, Spraying it everywhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <All> Harry Monk <laughs> came, came up like that. <laughs> Windscreen wipers on. Oh, you were like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got fucking Ashley Williams there, Monk there. Two fullbacks there, oh, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just got to chase between like fucking gives a breath. Yeah. That's my sort of football, though. I love that. Do you know that? Uh, so would you like to bob to, didn't you? Yeah, I, I never really bothered what style of play we played. Nah, as long as the money was going in the bank. Get, get in the bank, get in the back. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> but league, again, Dundee, like what league were they in? Uh, they were in the Premier. The Premier League. Uh, they'd just been promoted to the Premier League. The worst thing I could have to me is see when like I go to a club and my mates there, who's off it, you end up getting dragged in. Do you know what I mean? So my mate Kevin McBride, he uh, he stayed just two two like next scheme didn't fit me in Glasgow. So we used to travel through to Dundee every morning with a couple other boys, and I was heavy mate because my back was fucked. I hadn't, I hadn't done anything over the summer, and then like <coughs> the, the one of the first days he's like that to me for Glasgow to Dundee. I bet you fifty quid you can't eat eight bacon rolls before training. <laughs> eat eight. <laughs> So I'm sitting in the back of a motor trying to eat bacon. You don't rolls. fancy playing that game up way down, do you? I'm fucking starving. <laughs> I'm racking them ten. But mate, that just set the tone, like, and every day it would be like a carry on, eh? And it was just too much carry on in my head. And we fucking, good story, mate. We, uh, we were, me and Kevin McBride Barra, he, we were uh, getting breakfast. Managers come running through, the goalie's fucking no well. Or, I think he maybe got his appendix out that night. He kind of trained. Uh, one of the youth team goalies, uh, you're training with the first team of the day. We're starting in 30 minutes. So he, Paul Hartley's left to go back to his office, get training sorted. We like to the, the youth team going, Oh, come here. He's come waddling down. He was quite, he was a heavier boy. <laughs> Sitting on our table, we like, ah, <clears throat> 20 quid each if you can eat um, 10 yogurts in two minutes. This is before he's like debut <laughs> training with the first team. Right? He's like, ah. they, were on, they were on peanuts, mate, like 40 quid a week or so. So we, we went and got 10 yogurts, mate, and he is blasting through them. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. So he's got yogurt already in his mouth. We drive to the training. Yeah, he's training with the first team. Next thing you know, he's like, sick on the side of the pitch. Somebody's, somebody's like the gaffer. He's just, he's just ate 20 yogurts in there for a bit and the gaffer's going off his nut. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're training with the first team. Mate, Message, Message X was in at that time. Do you remember Message X? Did you ever get that? Yeah. So, mate, the what you messages. could do, right? What? Message X? You could, you, so it was an app. All right. So you could put in from, so you put in the number that you wanted the text to be from. Oh, to come up that name? Come up that name. Right. And two. So again, my best mate who I was telling you about Paul McGowan, he'd been in trouble with the police that, like, that summer. Dundee had signed him. 
So again, he was in the car with us on the way through to Glasgow. Monday he'd got in the motor, he was a wee bit rough, been out all weekend. So I've messaged Exxon for Paul Hartley saying, in my office as soon as you get in, can't believe you've let me down already. He's like, what the fuck, I've not even done anything. <laughs> not even done anything. So he's wrote back, but it gets sent to my phone. Right. My, so we're, 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 we're like, Adam, you're, and do you know what, like, and Ed is like a chav. So we're oh, what, Ned? Uh, Ned. So he's an angry wee guy, right? So we're writing back to him saying, you're nothing but a wee Ned. Right. So he's thinking that the gaffer's saying this to him. He's fuming me. <laughs> so I'm also texting the boys saying, we've got Gowser here. Watch when he comes in, he's going to go straight in the gaffer's office. So we get in the dens, mate. He's straight in his office, right? And we've, we've all crammed outside the door. Is it yeah. not, no part of you thinking, well, I think we probably need to pull him here and tell him. Nah, fuck him it. All the way. <laughs> all the way, mate. He's like, who the fuck you texting me that for? And you can hear the man's like, I've no fucking text you, what are you talking about? And they're having a full-blown argument. And then we've all just piled in, mate, pissing ourselves laughing. And the, he was like, the man's like, who was that? And then it was like, I had to put my hand up. And then after that, mate, it just went, Sour. Did he not Sour, say the funny side? Nah, he did, to be fair, but then a couple of other things happened as well. Like changing the projector on. You know, we used to have a projector up every morning. Change that, and uh, you can imagine. He but, didn't like that. Bit of Frankie Vaughan, or? Uh, and then I was fucking, I was so heavy in my air, like fat, couldn't I get fit. And then just had a shocker. Ah, oh, a shocker. <laughs> it was a quid a, quid a text. But it could be the best one. Uh, quid a text, was, that was right. Did you do it? Did you yeah. ever do anyone? Yeah. Cool. I haven't got any good stories about it. Nah. <laughs> we didn't, uh, we, we didn't, uh, Fitness guy again as well on the pre-season with Dundee. So we're all sitting in there watching the football and he's went up to his room. He says, I'm away to bed, lads, come back. I'll see you in the morning. And I've texted him for the manager again. This was like a month after I'd done Paul McGill. <coughs> not only this room. Nah. Text him for the manager again saying, get your arse down here now with just your shorts and your laptop. <laughs> That's what I wrote, mate. So five minutes later, he appears pure sheepish walking down the stairs with his <laughs> laptop and just his shorts on and the manager's at <laughs> Fuck you, did thought you were going to your bed, mate, and we all just erupt laughing, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was pure sheepish, mate. He's like, he thought he was in trouble, and he's like, ah, you want to see me? He's like, what the fuck you did, man? <laughs> again, they're again up phone. They're up phone again, man. So that was the last of the message, X, mate. I got deleted after that. Uh, but then bad to worse, and I ended up getting paid up, mate. First pay up in Fitmore. That was my first pay up. At what age? 26. So you're thinking, what, where do I go from here? Type of, type of thing. Did you ever play against Celtic, by the way, for that? Played against Celtic, mate. Van Dyke got beat 6 9. <laughs> he was unreal, man. It's like I when. I, mean, I, don't know if, I can't remember if he played in the game that Cardiff Celtic came down the pre season game. I can't remember if he played it or not. Mate, was that Seven Steve McPhil's testimonial? Might have been that, yeah. I played that game as well. Yeah. Well, no, I tell you a lie. Gordon Stratton took us down and I was the only player that never gone. And a fucking <laughs> testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> we also came down with Tony Mowbray as well. Maybe it was that time. It was a pre-season game, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the what the event were. Uh, we were doing it at Cardiff a couple of times. No, it was it was the one with Tony Mowbray. I came on that game, but Van Dyke was there. But he was sensational, mate. Honestly, it's mad doing it because the Scottish League gets a lot of stick, but he's the best, probably the best defender in the world, isn't he? Uh, but you come like, from there, and all the boys that played up here have went down and have done well. Like McGinn, Armstrong at Southampton. There's been a few, mate. Like nobody's ever done went well. down there and not done done well. So. <laughs> Do you think you needed a, a, a decanio? Yeah, always, mate. Always. You needed that. But it says more about me than any other manager, like, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> but if I could take the piss, I would, mate, which is... Like, I look back now and hate, hate that about myself. Yeah. Because like, I think if I'd played the way I played under decanio for that 18 months, mate, I was fucking going to go to Birmingham as well with Lee Clark in the Championship, eh? Because Paul Caddis was there. 
and uh, we met Lee Clark at um, Cheltenham. This is another Cheltenham, yeah. But we end up sitting with him, and I think we ended up getting steaming and doing something like completely out of order. And that pure Lee Clark was like, ah, nah, there's no way I'm signing See, I thought, I, th- I thought he might like. I thought that. he liked you because he liked me when he signed me at Huddersfield. Uh, no, I think he I did. I like, played like, yeah. but he, you know, like just in and around the gap. The place. Uh, yeah. The thing is, mate. So she it's winning. The Canio left, right, and uh, Kevin McDonald came in. Do you know the guy who was at Aston Villa for years? Yeah. Mate, Kevin McDonald was a good guy, right? But he was Scottish, but it was an Inverness accent, mate. So it was a funny accent. Boys used to laugh at it. So early doors, we, we got to notice he would always, like, repeat himself. It would always be the same things. And before every game, right, he would say this. He'd stand and he got up. <coughs> always clear his throat. <coughs> We all know you're good footballers. It's about proving you're good footballers. <laughs> right? So I was like to the boys, have you ever noticed he says that every week? <laughs> so we went through a stage with the canyon, mate, who you would hang on his every word. To a stage where every time a team talk, mate, would all be huddled into each other. And as soon as he started saying it, we'd all be like, pissing ourselves laughing. Eh? What's the atmosphere in the camp like when the canyon goes? <sighs> <laughs> so we, the canyon goes right we're playing Tranmere to go top of the league on Tuesday we beat Tranmere we go top of the league in league 1 so we've just been promoted to league 2 this is only about 12 games to go mate I have no doubt if the canyon had stayed we'd have won league 1 100% eh? no doubt so we're fucking batting everyone we're on a, we hadn't been beating like 8 games we go to Tranmere mate on the morning the canyon leaves well no it breaks the can't of the canyon could be leaving Swindon so we Modern turn up Morning and again, we turn up at the county ground. Usually we travel up the night before. So we meet at uh, Swindon Tuesday morning to travel up to Liverpool on the Tuesday night. Need the canio. The assistant manager takes it with the fitness coach. This is how much I turned around it was. He went like that to me. The gaffer wants you to be captain on his last game. For being bombed at the start, I was a captain yeah. on his last game. But he wasn't even there, which was even stranger, right? Yeah. So, mate, we get up to go for pre-match. And uh, the assistant and the fitness coach are acting weird, eh? So we get to the hotel and the, the guy in the hotel is like, ah, no, no, somebody's cancelled you pretty much. So the captain, I think it was Tommy Munger, phoned the club and he's like, ah, they were like, ah, we've no cancelled pretty much. So I think the canny was, ca- the, the canny was trying to sabotage it, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to Sausage w- mash. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, they pretty much at the hotel. So we're like, the boys are like, we need to eat, man. It's fucking Tuesday night, starving. No it all day. We'll go to like a service station, mate. The boys are because this is how this is how much an effect he had because he wasn't there, mate. Boys were getting burger. We had Burger Kings or not, mate? <laughs> Sitting in Burger King the night before the Tranmere game. I think I got a uh, chicken sandwich, mate, whatever it was, mate. Go out, bash Tranmere three 0 Gary Roberts goes to the half lane. Go top of the league. And uh, Fabrizio, the, the assistant manager, says, "Lads, this is your last night. We're away. Um, all the best for the future." When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. So on the bus home, right, we're like that to, Dan, to Tommy Miller and Dan, Danny, uh, Big Wardy. Darren Ward. Oh, Wardy was funny, mate. He was into, like, he, had, he, he used to buy like dried apricots on yeah. the bus 
used to hose, we used to have a hose for cleaning the boots, mate. And Wardy used to take his dried fruit out and hose his dried fruit and eat it after training. <laughs> anyway, so on the bus back, we were like, ah, used to take it. Fucking, we'll just do everything that we've just done and we'll, we'll win the league. Used to take it, man. Didn't, I don't want some stranger coming in. So Wardy and uh, Tommy's like, ah, right, we'll take it on a promise that he's done a fuck about, he's done a go out. Um, and yeah, we did the exact same training the gaffer's been doing. We're as strict as he is. Everyone needs to stay the same. We're like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, right, you are off Wednesday, Thursday because we need to get this sorted with the club. I think there was like stuff, legal stuff and all that had to be done with the canio. And so we're like, ah, yeah, 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 no worries. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll not go out, mate. Wednesday, Thursday, we are steaming. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday, we go out all day. And then Thursday, we've got a golf day. And we're like, right, we'll not drink today. And then on like the 16th hole, the boys are like that. We're going to get a beer. So I think we finished the golf at three o'clock that day, mate, right? Three o'clock. Mate, we're walking about Swindon town centre, top of the league. There's fans bowling about like what he's doing. We're just like, no care, in our golf shoes, <laughs> steaming. And then the new owners walk in, mate, and they're all sitting across from us. I don't know if they knew that we were the players, right? But we're trying to hide from them. <laughs> we're steaming. My last memory, right, is Luke Rooney with his golf shoes on, his jumper tied around his head, singing karaoke at three o'clock on Thursday morning. <laughs> I did it my way. <laughs> in a pub in Swindon, right? Friday, we're obviously all rough as any, and Tom, I think Tommy and Wardy cracked it. So, like, they'd obviously heard through the owners. and I got hooked. We played the Saturday, mate. I was still got hooked at half-time. I think three years, they hooked the three years at half-time. And then after that, mate, it just went back to the old ways and yeah. we ended up finishing fourth. But again, it says me about my week mentality that I need somebody like him to keep us in check I wouldn't be like that now but back in the days 24-25 living away from home didn't he break injuries didn't he come and break injuries he broke into the office mate and stole all the pictures and that didn't he <laughs> I think he done that to the CCTV <laughs> <laughs> in his sheds I, I, don't, I don't understand why he'd want to sabotage it though surely I, it's still in his legacy if he's left with 12 games to go do you know why because he wanted it to be like he's left and they've crumbled yeah right I think so it's all because like, of me uh, it's all because of me. And then he got he got the Sunderland job after that, didn't he? Yeah. But I've no doubt, mate, if he'd stayed, he would have won the league. Yeah. You obviously got, you get beats in the playoff final then? That you yeah, we got beat in the playoff semi. Semi. By Brentford. And then they got beat for Yeovil and Yeovil went up. Right, yeah. We were, were we, did we win the league then? Because, don't you won the league? Because Big yeah. Billy Painter was it, you yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, you won the league. Yeah, because I remember. Because we played you at, at Donny. Uh, and I think he left. I was playing wide right that day, mate. I had a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I need to go. I had thumbs up. Playing at Donny, mate. The pitch was terrible. Yeah, it was. That way our team talk. Fucking put it on the, <laughs> on the right winger. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was... Flint. Was Flint there? Flint, he was there. Because it was him and Darren Ward centre half. Big boy. Six foot six, seven. What is it? What is it? What is a big old yeah, as well, both of them. Way. Yeah. Big Flint, like the county had it in for him, mate. He would get slaughtered all the time, mate. Because I think the reason I used to think that everyone hated Di Canio was because in the tunnel, I think Tommy was obviously there, and I think I heard other people saying, oh, what's he like? And they were like, so there must have been Flint. Because Flint must have uh, liked Flint him. Flint hated him, mate. Uh, if you were t- talking to Flint through the game, he'd have uh, he'd, uh, slaughtered yeah. him. Uh, yeah. But then he's, he's, he improved Flint, mate, because Flint wasn't great when he came to us, and now he, he was much Flint, better when Di Canio left. And he's kicked on, hasn't he? Done brilliantly. Uh, but it was just, like, see, when you go through that, to anyone else, mate, you, it's not the same, eh? Nah. Yeah. Because he's so intense. It's like, he watches your every move, man. He'd pull you aside and say you weren't running properly. Why are you running like that? 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> everything, mate. He was like, notice everything. Your body language very shit today. He's made funny. I'll tell you one more story about him, man. Yeah, uh, we 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 trained in like a PGL thing. So we would train here, and then it'd be like kids camps going around, like it was wires and assault courses and all. They'd be going out, so the boys were going for a piss at the side of training, and uh, the PGL put a complaint in the club, saying, "Listen, you can't have boys pissing at the side of the pitch while there's kids running about. If you need it, there's a ca- the cabin was about ten minutes away, but it's like a five minute jog to get to the cabin. But he hated stopping training, so he would never stop training. You were not allowed to drink in training, that mate." No stop, stops in training. You go from that to that to that to that. He's like, you don't, you wouldn't stop in a game for a drink, so we're not going to do it in training. So he has a meeting <laughs> a and he's point, like, uh, huh? it's a fair point. I know, but then you obviously, we, yeah, the sports science shot is now. But he he was a sports scientist, though. It was crazy, mate. He would he would be the physio. See if you were injured, he'd come in the he'd come in the physio room and he'd be like, uh, speaking to the physio, and he'd look at you like, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Come on, train. <laughs> Honestly, mate, it was like he. He done every. He done the warm up. He done every. He joined in the runs, mate. The can he would join in the runs. He was fit as fuck. Joining training, he would smash boys in training. Amazing. So anyway, that PGL, and uh, he's like, lads, come on. He's like, when you go for a piss, you have to watch. And he goes, uh, boys like Simon, Matty Ritchie, Paul Cadis with the little ones. Yeah, you can go for a piss. They'll never see you. <laughs> But he goes, but you boys, with the mambas, huh? You must go inside. <laughs> <laughs> with the mambas, mate. Oh, brilliant, honestly. I like him. I like him. Yeah, he's back in, isn't he? Mate, always, he would, like, he'd talk about like sex all the time as well, eh? Like, Just think, if you win tonight, you go home, you have you have better sex, everything's better. You love talking about it. Proper guy, mate, eh? Like, he was like us. Like, he's feeling like nothing in Italy, isn't he? So he's like a proper normal guy. Loves talking about... The usual shagging and guys that. like talking about. He's filthy, kinky bastard, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Slimy. Oh mate, every part of the body was shaved, eh? Yeah. Every part of the body was shaved, head to toe shaved. Diving in like Phelps. Uh-huh. <laughs> and see, after a game, when you'd win, mate, he's like, "Get the music on." He loved that. Remember that moves like Jagger, and he would he would dance with it. <laughs> but his brogues on, man. It was brilliant, mate. Honestly, his proper character. <laughs> Are you glad? You must be glad you played for him then. Mate, I've made a living out of it, I? I made a podcast out of just telling stories about yeah. him. I was trying to get him on, mate, but he says he was going to date and then he passed it. I don't know, because some boys have came on and like, gave him a bit. Yeah. Like Danny Graham and that gave him a bit. Stephen Fletcher gave him a bit when they were at Sunderland. He's got so he probably watched him and thought, fuck him. But I've always said good things about him, mate. I really, yeah. I really liked him, man. Good guy. Oh, mate. Are you coaching as well, mate? Coaching, mate, yeah. So, Are you still playing? Play with Peter Head. What league's that? League one in Scotland. Right. You got a cane on that? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Uh, so I'm the first team coach here as well, mate. So uh take training. I do all the canyon stuff, mate. Yeah. Uh-huh. What the dancing? Punching walls. Uh, Punching walls, mate. Uh, <laughs> you haven't got the wrist to have you. <laughs> you guys are fucking shite. <laughs> you, mate, that's another thing you used to do. So that mind elasticated wrist. We had like a striker, Andy Williams. You know Andy Williams? Like quietest guy ever, mate. Nicest he guy. He came to Donny, I think. Did he come Donny? to Donny? He was at yeah. Donny, mate. Ask if you get Andy, he, he loves he'd be podcast. the best guy. Ask about the mate, because the Canio like liked him, but loved hammering him. He'd play him all the time, but he'd hammer him, mate. And Willow was a nervous guy, mate, like a quiet guy. And uh, we'd get clips every Monday, mate, right? And there'd be a folder with your name. So if you'd click on your name, and there was like three or four, you you know you'd done all right. Andy Williams never had three or four, mate. Andy Williams never even had just ten. Andy Williams had about fifteen. Clips every week. What had done wrong? 
what he'd done wrong. He wasn't like a prolific goal scorer, Andy. He was good at like running channels, link up. We'd miss quite a lot of centers. Wasn't like an actual finisher. I remember one day he put like had eight clips off at Andy Williams, and he'd be like, "He's assistant manager." He'd stand right next to the TV. Got like, assistant manager. Play the clips. First clip we got, <laughs> got a donkey. Second clip we got donkey. Third clip we got donkey. Eight times, mate. He's like, you are a do- Andy, do you understand? You are a donkey. And Andy was just like that. <laughs> he used to say to him, if you weren't such a nice guy, Andy, I swear I'd punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, Andy. Oh. But he liked him though. He, he liked play him, him yeah. and he'd play him. But then again, what he was brilliant at me is then you'd see him with Andy after the meeting where he's armoring them, obviously like telling him he was the best player in the world again. Yeah. So he had a good balance, man. But the best thing was when somebody next to you was getting battered, mate. See, Just when somebody was nudge. getting at me and you're trying to make them laugh, and like, <laughs> all the boys would nip me in that. <laughs> Total brilliant. But we look Rooney, have you ever heard of nah. him? He played with Luton. So Rooney is one of the funniest, but he loved a pint, mate. He was my go-to guy if he needed a pint. He was <laughs> for like East London. His dad used to come up and hang about with my family but at the weekends if my family came down. We'd sit in my house till like five, six in the morning and get steaming. And uh, Rooney's mate does the best John Sitton impersonation. You fucking know what I'm saying or not? You know that one? Yeah, when you can pair up in your half time. So we've played on a Saturday, right? And uh, Rune just had a shocker. He's been hooked at half time. And he's caned him after the game. And uh, we've trained on the Sunday. He says we'll do clips on the Monday. So on a Sunday, me, Gary Roberts, Roy Cooney, Jay McEvely, Alan Navarro, Tommy, Flinty would sometimes come, Alan McCormick. There was a good, strong squad of us, mate, every Sunday. Ten of us, we used to get a place at the back in a, a bar in Swindon where we were like, Adam, do not tell the gaffer that we're here. So they used to sort us out and sit us in the back. So we were all sitting in a laugh one day and Rune just like that. We, mate, we, we chubby guy, funny as fuck. He's like, nah, fucking had enough of him, ain't it? We were like, what? He's like, I've had enough. He's going to fucking come for me tomorrow, ain't he? He stands up and he does a John Spit sitting speech and we were like, Adam, mate, see tomorrow when he comes for you. Have a go back. But use stuff for the John Sitton speech. <laughs> <laughs> so, two enough, mate. We're coming on the Monday. And I think the canny was like, Rooney, you are a fat loser. <laughs> <laughs> He's caught him. He was kidding him. And uh, Rooney's like, yeah, all right. He's like, yeah, okay. Football, you beat me. He's like, but you've, you've got no mates. <laughs> He's went down that route. He's like, yeah, you might be better than me at football, but I've got more mates than you. And the canny was baffled, mate. And he goes, ah, do you fucking hear what I'm saying or not? Off mate, the sitting thing. Off the sitting thing. And then he starts going about, he starts talking about, and you compare up if you like. And he's like, I don't care if you don't like us. He says, you can see what you like to us, and you just compare up if you like, mate. And we're all fucking. <laughs> so he's he's using stuff for John's sitting speech back to the canio, mate. And that's the only time I've ever seen anyone have a proper go back. And we were, we were, in, we were gone, mate. What was the canio doing? He was so confused. Baffled, mate. He was so confused. He's like, what is he talking about? <laughs> And then after that, Runes was just, Runes was done, mate. Never played again. You tell him to bring his dinner. I think yeah. he said, bring your dinner. <laughs> I think he said something, even about the food, I need to bring my own dinner or something, he said, and we are all like, ah, oh my God, man, that is fucking brilliant for him. But no, nah, that's the only guy that I've seen have a proper go back. How's Peter Ed doing at minute then? Uh, I think we're six in the league. I'm in it seven. <laughs> <laughs> Ten, I don't know, mate. Uh, it's just started, isn't it? Three games in. Is it? We've got a chance of getting through the last 16 in the League Cup, so you're not right. It's good, mate. I enjoy it. You get a laugh. Yeah. It's like three years away from Glasgow. So there's like 13, 13 of us. We'll travel up in a minibus. Um, Would you not just get better getting the other five players to come this way? And just making it in Peterhead? Yeah. Uh-huh. Just train? Tuesday, Thursdays then? 
So Tuesday we train in Dundee and then Thursday I just take the Glasgow boys down here and the manager takes the Aberdeen boys up there. But it's like, after every game, mate, we'll get a carry out on the bus back. Brilliant, mate. It's like yeah. a snag to every weekend. We've got a big speaker <laughs> in the back of the van. So get the music on. Some 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 weekends the boys have got all their clothes off and we're all dancing about the bus. <laughs> yeah, when they carry out, dancing about naked on the back of the bus. And that is brilliant, mate. I enjoy it. Love it. How did you get at the podcast then? Podcast. So a guy I've known for years, he was like, I've got an idea for a podcast. Let's get a bash. It was like, pick five guys that you know that you can interview and we'll see how it goes. So, fortunately, five of my mates up here are quite big names, played, beef, played for Celtic and Rangers. Uh, had good stories and then we put it out, mate, and it went mad for there. And then we went for the interviews to podcasts and then we brought the wee, wee Slaney on, who's, if you've seen a screwball, yeah. everyone's pure took to him. Big Kev Kyle's joined it as well, so just fucking flying just now, mate. Loving it. Oh, I love it. It's a good laugh, mate. They too. Slaney especially, mate. Every... He's got some great stories, mate. Funny boy, man. But I'll tell you a story about how I met him. So I came back for that year on Lawrence Wind and that, that meeting I was telling you about with Neil Lennon when I was yeah. doing the greeting. I was coming down the stairs after the meeting and he was going up the stairs. He was going to get the same, similar sort of meeting to get slaughtered. <laughs> so he was like, mate, your face was white, that which made me shite myself even there for my meeting. So we go back to the training, he's like, he came up to me, he's like that. Alright, Si, I've heard a lot about you for CADs and stuff like that. Because Paul Cadis had texted me saying, mate, we've signed the funniest boy in the world, man. He said, you and him will get on so well. So the first day he came up, he's like, nice to meet you. He's like, can you do me a favour? And I was like, ah, of course. He's like, do not pass me the ball with him. I went, what? And he went, we're training, we're both, the sheets went up, me and your team, the first team, don't pass the ball to me. He says, I don't know why I'm here, I'm not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasting my time, I'm wasting your time, and I'm wasting everyone else's time. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, do you want to come up for breakfast? He's like, absolutely not. Mate, you used to just sit in the toilet and lock the toilet. Sit in the toilet before training. No speak to anyone. Go out, train. Get showered and go up the road. So I don't know, mate. He just didn't think he was good enough to be there. Eh? But he was an absolute player, mate. So, I don't know. You need to ask him, mate. He'd be better yeah. explain it to you. Like, he's, got a, he's got a good way of explaining it. Like One day he wakes up and he's, he feels like so confident and the next day he doesn't. Eh? I do it, really. Uh, I mean, what it all... That's rough ball, weren't it? He used to hide yeah. in the field. Yeah, he used to hide. You know, we see him getting pick, picked over for the first team. He'd go and hide with, in the in the broccoli. Why? <laughs> he used to get up at four in the morning to get the papers, didn't he, to see the scores? Yeah. And if you know the, the ratings? No way. To get them as they're coming off the train before they before they hit the news agents. If you got if you got a four, mate, he'll fucking spend his week's wage on the paper. He would be happy with the five, wouldn't he? Oh, over the moon be, with the five. <laughs> Over the moon with the five, and then one day he got a four. And I think it was live on Sky because it was like one game a week on no, Sky. No, it weren't live on Sky. Bloody BBC. Oh, whatever it was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Fucking Sky. All right, all right. <laughs> did, you used to check, did you used to check your ratings? No. Nah. I did. You used to know, didn't you? I used to, you used to know. No, uh, I remember we beat Charlton one day, fucking 3 1. In the Valley, mate. I, I played well and got a fucking four in the paper, eh? So I pulled the guy up, man. I was like, a six is a standard, man. A three one one away at the valley, you've given me a four, you dick. Was it a local <laughs> press? A local, local press, paper. Uh, uh. You get in his head? Did he give you a bit of a boost? Oh, mate, I got a seven every week after that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, pl- I played with Arda Donny, did that. He, he, for some reason, because they used to like analyse one, per, one person's performance. Oh, and for some reason, I think we won the game, but he's picked the striker who didn't score and had a bad game and like analysed it. So he's collared him. So what the fuck are you doing? You know, at least pick somebody else. Who's played well? Yeah. Uh-huh. And that, like you said, from then on, he got seven, eights, just... 
Made you feel a lot better, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got off my chest. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, top man. Nice 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 good. Brilliant. Quality, man. Brilliant. You've been doing the uh, Who Knows Wins as well, haven't you? With... It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Boys are wearing a fortune, man. Well, we're all, I think we're on about this week doing a, we're doing a, a, a double edit. Double oh, edit. is it a double edit, isn't it? Eng- English and Scottish League. Oh, brilliant, mate, yeah. I'm not going to bet, though, eh? Rangers, Rangers away at Clyde, what we're thinking? Rangers away at Clyde. Oh, shit, yeah, you're not, <laughs> allowed, you're not allowed to bet. Draw me a hat, I draw it over a hat. So, do, do you, are you allowed to bet? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're not playing, are we? Oh, so you are. Who's, who's, your favourite, who's your favourite guest you've had on? Favourite guest I've had on? After all, like, for some reason. He's good. I only like Slaney, man. Rest of them, I can't be bothered with. I'm happy. And uh, McCoy's brilliant, man. If you can get McCoy's, like, McCoy's stories are fucking excellent. He tells them amazing as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a good talker, isn't he? See, McCoy's, mate, like, see, even when he comes in off camera, he just wants to laugh all the time, eh? Like, an older guy that you think maybe kind of be fucked with, eh? I never met him before, mate. He just came in and he was total brand new, man. His stories were (coughs) sensational, eh? He was, McCoy's really good. I done the Scottish Cup draw him. Did you? Did you? Done the Scottish Cup draw That's when you know you've made it. And uh, do you know how you pull the balls out the thing? Is he in the rehearsal? We were doing it, and I went, "Is this how you used to pick the Rangers team?" Because he was a Rangers manager, and and he was pissing himself laughing. I went, like, "Do you mind if I say that on camera?" And I'm basically slaughtering him, mate. And he's like, ah, "No, I fucking go for it, man." I, I sums him up as a guy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That he, he's happy for you to take the piss out of him on live so TV. Was it a fake laugh from him then? <laughs> yeah. I, I was a fake laugh, mate. But that just sums him up as a guy, mate. What a top man he was, honestly, really good. So done striking as well. Who was my old manager? You should get Strachan on Strachan. He's been on good, yours? But he's intimidating me. Strachan's the only one I've been nervous doing this. Really? Is it? Uh, Talking to Slaney. Gordon. Gordon. Morning, Gordon. Morning, Gordon. Gordon. The first time I ever seen Slaney was at the Podcast Awards last year. Right, wasn't it? And you, you went home with silverware, didn't you? Uh, we won it. Uh, and uh, Robbed us. We yeah, robbed. we were robbed. We were was second. We should have done a Trump show. We what fucking recounts. Recounts. <laughs> 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 were you second? Nah. What the fuck? We were fucking seventh of eight. <laughs> well, you have, have gone up to get your trophy and Slaney's just grabbed the mic and sang that. What, what song does he sing? Yeah, good girls. Yeah. <laughs> and just took over the place. And everyone was like, oh, I was like, who the fuck's this guy? Did you he was a prick, to be honest? Nah, nah. Yeah, uh, funny. Uh, I was laughing. I, I, I can't remember it, but I will have done it. Uh, get the fuck down. Fuck Scottish prick. prick. Get down. <laughs> Mate, we did live shows, right? We done the Edinburgh Fringe. You did the live shows as well. Mm. You should see him, man. Unbelievable. Gets up, he pouring beer out his head and he goes, Wild man, is that a rock? See him in Glasgow now, mate. He's like a rock star, eh? National treasure, isn't he? Yes, honestly, people love. See when you go up with that, people fucking love well, him. Good luck with it all, yeah, mate. You're flying. Thanks very much. Cheers, He's a flying as well, eh? Going well, mate. Thanks again, everybody, for the Patreon, Patreon yeah. sign-ups. Thanks everybody for listening. Keep yeah. subscribing to the YouTube. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, who've we got on the Patreon there that, that everybody can catch up on? Carlton Palmer, Ian Holloway, Crossley. Oh, we're bloody lords, aren't we? Yeah, there's we're lords. Mark Crossley, part lords. two. There's lords on there to to get your teeth into. Let's yeah. get some followers on Instagram as well. Under the cosh on Instagram. Yeah, get over. There's a like. We get. We've we might be able. We'll be able to do teeth whitening and all sorts if we get them numbers up. Influencers. <laughs> No, we started putting the videos on, haven't we? We started putting the uh, the clips on and what have you. Yeah. So. And, just, and once again, if there is any dentists out there who listen who want to sort my gnashes out, I'll, I'll, I'll speak about it every week.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.